Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone. This is Crystal Richardson with Soaring with Eagles, and I am so happy to be here with you today. We at Soaring with Eagles would like to help you whether you're an entrepreneur or an inventor or just a person with an idea. We want to help you to bring that out and show the world your uniqueness and maybe even make a little money doing that. We are very, very happy today to have a special guest with us, Frank Shankwitz, and he's going to be sharing some with us on how he has been transformational uh, and Um, We are just so happy that he's able to be here with us today. Uh, Frank, uh, you're on the line, correct? And I'm on the line, Crystal, and thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. You have a lot of great things going on. I'm really excited to uh, be able to share your life story as well as uh, some more related to your uh, feature film that's coming out, The Wish Man, and... um, would uh, we are going to be taking some calls today as well. So if you would like to ask some questions to myself or to Frank, feel free uh, in probably the second segment, we'll be getting into some of those calls. So Frank, um, if you could just introduce yourself to everyone, I know you're very well known, but there may be some people on the line that, um, that do not know you. So, Well, I, I don't know if the name is well known, but uh, <laughs> the industry I started uh, called the Make-A-Wish Foundation and uh, created that in 1980 myself and four other people um, got that all together which became the largest uh, wish granting children's wishes in the world all because of one little boy Mm -hmm. wow and so uh, how many uh, countries are you in right now or is is make a wish foundation in yeah make wish foundation right now is currently in 36 countries on five continents and we have 63 chapters within the united states that is just simply phenomenal, simply phenomenal. And um, I know that a lot of peop- people, as you stated, do know you in relation to Make-A-Wish Foundation, but you have a number of uh, very current and, and new things going on in your life as well. Yeah, it's, it's so fortunate. I retired as a, a police officer with Arizona Department of Public Safety, a homicide detective, and mm-hmm. uh, 42 years of service. And uh, what was I going to do when I retired? I had no idea. I checked the classified ads that weren't too many openings for a homicide detective. <laughs> so, <laughs> and fortunately, I met a gentleman over in San Diego who had heard me speak at a Make-A-Wish uh, function and said, um, now, how much do you charge for your speaking? I said, well, I don't charge. It's just for Make-A-Wish. It's my foundation. He said, no, for other events. I said, I'm not a speaker. He said, yes, you are, and we're going to develop you into a a national speaker, international speaker, uh, which he did, and I've just been so fortunate to have this brand new career, and this career has led to a book uh, that we finished a couple years ago, and now the movie that is uh, just finished post-production called Wishman. And uh, I got a chance to actually see a piece of that in in the event that I actually um, 
I met you at the, for the first time, and I'm so, so excited uh, to be able to see the, the full movie because I was so touched by uh, just the clip that I was able to see. And I just wanted to just touch on one of the things that you just said, uh, that there was a, a person that you met that saw something in you that at that particular time you did not see in yourself. And you said that you were not uh, a speaker. And he said, yes, you are. Um, a lot of us sometimes we have people in our lives that uh, can see things that, that we can't. They hear things that we can't. They can sense things that we cannot. So I would just like to encourage those who are listening today to Soaring with Eagles uh, to, to just have a discerning spirit uh, and not just always um, maybe say something um, opposite of something that someone is saying about you, because if they see that you're a leader, if they see that you're transformational, that you have those characteristics in you, and then you might want to just go ahead and, and, and go with it and, and see what happens. And, and that's what actually happened with, with Frank. Um, there was someone who saw something in him that he did not see, and he helped to uh, develop him. So how important was, was that moment in your life when, when uh, he said that to you? and uh, also agreed to help develop you? Oh, very important. And at the time, I didn't realize that, that I was still active uh, uh, police at the time, uh, thinking about retiring. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, I'd spoken all over the world for Make-A-Wish, uh, the keynote speaker at all of their fundraising events around. Um, and again, uh, this gentleman just said, wow. He said, uh, I think we, you can really do something here. What are you going to do, especially for income? when you retire, because right. police income is not that great, obviously, but, uh, and I, I had never thought about that whatsoever, and because of this gentleman, his name is Greg Reed, mm -hmm. and a uh, close friend today, in fact, he's the producer of the movie, and uh, helped me with the book, and so on, but uh, because of him, uh, again, just his whole new career, and he worked with me so hard that uh, in 2016, I was the Forbes number one keynote speaker. Wow. And that's, that was quite the honor. And that's something I had ever looked for, Crystal. It's mm -hmm. not something, it just came. But I enjoy meeting people so much. And uh, like my wife says, I have a jet fuel in my bloodstream, so I have to be on an airplane somewhere every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's probably what makes you such an awesome speaker, Frank, is that you are so authentic and, and personable. It's not that you're there just to speak to make money. You know, a lot of people have uh, various reasons why they go into public speaking or uh, supposedly go into um, trying to help people from a motivational or inspirational perspective. And I don't see that as you uh, at all. I see you as a well, person who's very, very uh, authentic and straightforward. And it basically kind of like my dad when I met you, because you've never met a stranger, I don't think. And, and that's how my how my father was. Yeah, and, and thank you for that. And I'm not one of the persons that's trying to sell something on stage, except for a message. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I know a lot of speakers, they have to do that. That's how I make their living. And I'm not interested in that one little bit. I don't, I don't even do book sales at, at the thing. I tell them, if you're interested in the book, uh, it's available on Amazon. <laughs> I'm not one of the guys that tries to do all whatsoever. But the biggest, most important thing to me is people are actually, it's so flattering, people are actually paying to go to an event to see me and meet me and hear me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that is so flattering that they want to do that. And I always make sure that I'm available to them uh, before, after, whatever it might be, the sidebar, whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. 
just to say it's very flattering that they're paying to come and see me and talk to me. Right, right. Well, we we truly, truly uh, appreciate it. We appreciate you being on our show today, Soaring with Eagles, our our very first show. So when I when I mentioned this to you, you said, "Well, I can uh, open up your show for you," and I said thank you and accepted it so <laughs> I really really <laughs> really appreciate it um, so you said a few other things uh, that that um, just touched me as well you know just being able to be there for people and I think you know we as as leaders as business owners as those that um, are out trying to make a difference in the world um, the world is made up of people right so we we do have to sometimes take a minute to not just be all about what happens on stage, but uh, even more importantly is what happens even before you go on and, and after. And, and like you said, you don't spend time really uh, trying to sell books and do all of that. It's, it's about meeting people, uh, meeting them where they are, and, and doing whatever you can do to help. So um, that's, that's to be commended. Yeah, and, and my message in, in my presentation is everyone can be a hero. Mm-hmm. And how you can be a hero in your own community, your family, uh, whatever the case might be, that you can be a hero. And that means helping somebody. Right, right. And um, a little bit about myself. I do have a number of uh, businesses, uh, buildthatbiz.com, as well as... Um, some other consulting businesses, but I also have uh, the main thing that's close to my heart is our nonprofit, uh, Full Color Movement International. And we work a lot with um, youth, uh, adults as well, those that are in need. We do a lot with the homeless um, luncheons and things every month, actually going to Ghana here in another couple weeks to do some missionary work and some telemedicine uh, over there. And really, if we're not trying to do something to help someone else, then to me, like, why, why are we even here? So uh, to have you um, as a person that can be a role model for the rest of us, uh, I think is great. Because in, in the movie, uh, even in the clip that, that I saw, um, you know, just I don't, I don't want to give anything away, but do you, can you just give us a little bit about uh, what the, some of the main points are in the movie? Well, the, the movie is um, a period movie. It's uh, 1950 to 1980, from uh, age 10 years old to age 38 when I started the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. And the main thing of the movie is all of the people that helped me in my, in my youth and helped develop my uh, character and integrity. And I like to say both of those things are developed. They're never inherited. Mm-hmm. And just the, all the positive messages. I had a lot of trauma in my life, homeless, etc., abandoned by my mother. But the people that helped me said, always reminded me, always turn those negatives into positive. Never feel sorry for yourself. Uh, and if you want to do something, you've got to do it yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. Right. And gave me that work ethic and that, that bright outlook all the time. Again, never feel sorry for yourself. Right. And that's the message of the movie. And uh, I say it again, it leans up to the events that eventually... Uh, where I had the idea, meeting a little boy to start the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, again, it goes back to uh, being there for people. And um, I have a, a business camp that I do every every summer called Echelon Leadership Institute, where we teach business skills, uh, global uh, global teams. I do a lot overseas and, and things. But we also really, really focus on character and integrity. 
in in ethics. And um, you mentioned that there were a number of people along the way that helped to develop that in you. And um, we all need to to try to do that from the perspective of giving back. So it doesn't matter really how much money we make um, if we're not uh, focusing on what's most important, which is, you know, what, what's what's going to be here after we're gone? What kind of legacy are we leaving? And are you just leaving money or are you leaving people that really felt that you helped make a difference uh, in their life? So um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you um, was when you were growing up, uh, did you have any idea what you thought you might want to be uh, when when you were a youth? Uh, yeah, a rodeo cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, uh, in my youth uh, raised in a little town called Sligman, Arizona, up on Old Route sixty six, and this is now in the in the mid fifties. Ten years old when I uh, got there, and um, all surrounded by ranches, everything else, mm-hmm. and one of my grade school friends lived on a ranch way outside of town and started learning there, learning to be the cowboy way uh, with working with the horses, the cattle, etc. and got involved with the junior rodeo, as they called it, and I thought, boy, I'm going to be a bull rider. That's going to be my career. And uh, that didn't quite pan out. <laughs> <laughs> I found out bulls were a lot tougher than I was. So. <laughs> so, But you have written bulls, but you just didn't make that your career. Is that correct? <laughs> Yeah, and when you say ridden bulls, yes, but not for very long. Not to qualify. Well, that's a life lesson in itself, you know. But but my my whole goal, and it's pointed out in the movie and the book, is just to survive. Uh, I had no idea what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but working with, especially with coaches, my my high school coaches, my teachers, going into the Air Force uh, was a big. I always say, transform the the child into the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, again, all of the concerts throughout uh, my early adult years. But it was in the Air Force that uh, I was assigned to then what's called Air Police. And uh, it was first security duty on bombers and missiles and then in actual police work. And I got very interested in that. And uh, that's what I think kind of triggered this whole career, 42-year career in police work. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and earlier you mentioned that, you know, you were in law enforcement um, and it was coming almost time for retirement and you didn't necessarily know what you were going to do. And then uh, some things happened that uh, were, like you mentioned, the person was there to say that you could potentially um, do well at at being developed, not just as a public speaker, but uh, being motivational and just helping to change people's lives. And so... Um, one of the things that that you needed to make a decision on was, uh, were you going to take that leap uh, or or not? Yeah, and 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 like I mentioned, I've been doing the public speaking for thirty some years at that point, but mm-hmm. never thought of it as a as a career, as a vocation. Right. And, right. Uh, uh, just then, all of a sudden, to go to these events and listen to the other speakers mm-hmm. uh, to pick up their ideas. And, and so many of them, again, what say they, they just mentor you, but especially Greg Reed mentoring, giving the hints and the tips. And uh, I remember one of the biggest things going back to Make a Wish days on speaking was I always used notes. Right. I had little notes because I'm at a different state, different people involved in that, and telling the story. And the CEO came up up time and said, "Let me see your notes, Frank." And I said, "Well, here." And she ripped them up and threw them away. 
Oh, wow. And I panic. I mean, I'm just a total panic. And she said, you're speaking from the heart. You know what you're talking about. You don't need notes. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons that uh, stayed with me forever. Get up there. You know your subject. Talk about your subject. You don't need notes to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes for a lot of us, uh, it's easy for us to uh, want to have that crutch, right? And mm-hmm. um, But uh, what you also said, which was important, is that you did some what I call benchmarking and um, understudy. Uh, and you took notes and, and you looked at what other people were doing based on what you wanted to do. Uh, and in any business that we go into, it's very, very important for us to, uh, to do that. Um, so for those who are thinking about starting a new business or going into a new career, uh, take heed of, of those notes related to what Frank said uh, with him going to the various events and, and not being afraid to, to reach out and, and ask people to be your coach or even if, if they take you on or if you have to request it, uh, feel free to do that. So we are about to go on our first break. And uh, when we get back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more um, about maybe some discouraging moments that you had, Frank, uh, going through your life. You mentioned about being homeless and some other things, but we're going to just kind of touch on that because we need to, uh, all of us need to rise above those types of things. And and I think that uh, you have some really great examples for us to to listen to, to help us get to that next stage in our life. So uh, we'll be back uh, right after this break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners, in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Tired of working for someone else? Think you have a great business idea? Then this is for you, entrepreneurs and inventors of all ages. Let's get that biz started at our Mastermind Mixer with Crystal on Saturday, October 27th, November 10th, and January 26th from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the Uplift Center in Mesa, Arizona. Regularly $120. Mention the radio show Soaring with Eagles and pay only $80. Can't make it? No sweat. Go to our site for information. 
Monetize your unique ideas now. Take the jump and soar. Visit buildthatbiz.com and register today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Thank you to those that have tuned in. My name is Crystal Richardson with Soaring with Eagles, and we are here uh, with Frank Shankowitz. Um, Soaring with Eagles is here to give you ideas on how you, too, can be controversial, how you can be transformational and be the answer to someone else's dilemma. Uh, We all have uniqueness, uh, things that make us who we are. And even based on that, we may even be able to monetize those ideas. So we'll be uh, speaking more about some of our mastermind mixers that will be coming up uh, related to um, let's get that business started. Um, But even if it's something that you're not trying to make a business, like Frank talked about in the first segment, uh, doing public speaking and, and Uh, being motivational and inspirational. It is sometimes where things like that can happen to us or that are already inside of us that we can monetize. I want to just start uh, this segment right now with just a a short quote from Napoleon Hill. It says, if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way. And if if we put that into practice, all of us uh, can do something to to change the world. It's not where we all have to do big things, but if we do small things in a great way, someone's going to be impacted, and then those people will impact others. And then before we know it, our influence has traveled uh, traveled nations. So speaking of traveling nations, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, Frank mentioned, is in, uh, you said, 36 countries and five continents? Yes. Yeah. And so you've, you've made a great, great impact with, with what you've done. And I'm really looking forward to uh, the next segment. At the beginning of the next segment, uh, we will be taking some calls. So uh, if there's anyone that is interested, um, go ahead and, and call in and the producers will let us know uh, that you're there. We will also be doing something called Quick Fire. And what that is, is based on conversations that I've had with Frank, as well as um, some of what we're going through right now uh, during this interview segment, Um, I'm writing down various words. And we will do a a 90-second quick fire where I'll say one word and then he'll let me know what one word uh, comes to his mind based on that. And we'll have a discussion. I've gotten some really great... um, feedback and, and output from quick, quick fires in the past. So I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Before the break, we mentioned that we would just talk a little bit about some discouraging moments that, that you had, Frank, and, and how that um, helped you to be the person that, that you are today. Uh, well, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I was two years old. My mother divorced my father, um, and I was living with my grandparents and my dad and so on, all of his side of the family. Very, very fun years, everything I remember. Uh, at five years old on the kindergarten playground, my mother kidnapped me. I had no idea who she was mm-hmm. and took me to uh, what she said we were going to Arizona. 
but she took a strange route and went to Michigan where we lived for five years, actually homeless, living in the car, living in a tent, living in some of the nastiest places you can think of. Oh, and wow. it was always that point where survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kept me away from the, the good schools, always a little rural school where my dad couldn't find us if he was looking. But that started teaching me survival because if I wanted to eat, I had to figure out how to do it on my own. Um, at 10 years old, she did go to uh, Arizona and uh, again, ran out of gas, ran out of money just outside this little town of Seligman. A rancher took us in and uh, we slept for the next six months. Our, our bed was on his bedrolls on his kitchen floor. There just wasn't enough room. But again, he was helping us out. And during that time, at 10 years old, I started working as a dishwasher full time. Okay. And met a man named Juan Delgadillo up in uh, Seligman. Uh, who built the famous uh, snowcap restaurant that's still iconic today on Route 66. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, Juan became my father figure, and uh, it just taught me so much. And one of the big things he taught me was, Frank, when you can, give back. I said, Juan, what do you mean? I don't have a thing. He said, so many people in this little town. It was a town of 500 people, predominantly Mexican, Indian, very few Caucasian. And he said, so many people are helping you. They're bringing your beans and tortillas. They're feeding you. They're helping you. They're even sometimes buying you clothes. And you can give back. And he gave an example. Look at Mrs. Sanchez, the widow Sanchez. Uh, her yard is full of weeds. Uh, she's, she can't take care of it by herself. You're big enough. You're old enough. You can go do that. To give back. Look at right. Mr. Ortega. They've got an old correct caboose off the Santa Fe line. They're trying to make them do a home. They're painting and scraping it. And you can do that, too, because they're helping you. And that's where I learned that whole thing of give back. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then another big event in my life, I go on now through a high school, Air Force career, uh, Motorola for several years into the highway patrol and started out as a motorcycle officer. And in 1978, I was involved with a high-speed chase with a drunk driver when another drunk driver pulled right in front of me, um, hit him at 80 miles an hour and was pronounced dead at the scene. And my partner could not revive me. Fortunately, an off-duty emergency room nurse stopped and worked for four minutes. And obviously, we're talking, brought me back to life. But it took a long time to recover from that accident. A skull fracture, traumatic brain injury, a lot of broken bones, missing skin. And during the counseling following to make sure I was okay to go back to work, uh, both physically and mentally, the counselor said to me on our last session, God spared you for a purpose. Wow. And you need to find that reason, what mm-hmm. that purpose is. Mm-hmm. And two years later, I met the little boy that inspired me to start the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Wow. That's such an amazing story. And it, it, not only did you get hurt, like you needed to be revived. Um, and some of us, we haven't been injured you know, to the point of death that we've had to be revived, but we've been either uh, where we've had mental trauma and drama, uh, things going on with our our bodies uh, that sometimes make us feel like like we're dead. And um, we all have to make a decision, right, where we decide either we're going to try to to go forward and try to make a difference uh, or we're going to let life get the the best of us. So um, thank you so much for sharing that story. So what would would be some advice that you would give a young person that wants to make a a big impact? Well, and and I learned this from a speaker named Les Brown, very well, well well-known speaker. And uh, one of the mistakes I made, he pointed out, was he always likes to use the thing, fill your own cup first. 
And Les, okay. what do you mean by that? And he said, just picture a cup and put all of your needs uh, into that cup. That, mm-hmm. if, For instance, if a family, that you're going to have enough money, etc., to take care of your family and make sure they're housed, they're clothed, they're comfortable. And when that cup starts spilling over, you've taken care of yourself, now when it starts spilling over, that's when you can start helping other people. Oh, okay. And, and a mistake I made was, he pointed out, is I never filled my cup first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've learned that, and, and I, I've, I've seen so many people apply that, where, okay, I'm comfortable, and, and I don't mean wealthy comfortable, but just comfortable, where you're taking care of your basic needs, mm-hmm. and now I can start helping other people. And that is so you're true. struggling yourself, it's hard to help other people. Right, right. And I think that's true of, of those of us that have giving hearts, right? That we, we just are so quick to to try to help others that sometimes we don't think about our own needs or even just getting getting rest. Or some people, you're so busy all day long doing for others, you even forget to eat sometimes. Um, I know that that, that happens. And... Um, I just uh, really appreciate those words that you shared from from Les Brown. Yes, he's he's phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, let's let's just go to a, another question here. Um, what would be one thing that you would tell someone never to to do? Give up. Never give up. Never give up. Uh, as I was taught, like I say, as, as a young boy, um, anything that's negative. Turn it to positive. Figure out a way to make it work. Greg Reed's favorite word is stickability. Stick with it. Don't mm-hmm. give up. Uh, especially uh, the prime book of his, Three Feet from Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the miner, if he would have just went another three feet, he would have hit the major gold vein. But he gave up too soon. Right. Don't give up. Find a way to make it happen. Turn that negative to a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so, so important. Um, There's another quote that says, take stands, take risk, take responsibility. Sometimes we're so quick to to blame others for the predicament that we're in or the stage of life that we're in as opposed to taking responsibility for ourselves. And sometimes you have to take take risks. So on Soaring with Eagles, one of the main things that we say is be controversial to be transformational. So sometimes it's going to be things that, that go against the grain or people don't understand what it is that you're doing or, or why you're doing it and um, so is there anything that you had happen in your life where there was something that was considered con- uh, controversial uh, <laughs> yeah throughout my whole life <laughs> uh, I, I can't really pinpoint one thing on that crystal uh, just so many events that happened that the especially in police work uh, you can't do that why can't I do that well it's never been done before well let's find a way to do that uh, to make a successful arrest successful prosecutions with Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, you can't do that why not well we've never heard of anything like that mm-hmm. well let's find a way to make it work just those controversial things like that and one of the biggest things I learned with uh, in college and also when starting the Make-A-Wish Foundation is surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and, and listen to their ideas and make those ideas grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes we're so full of our own ideas that we, we don't want to listen to other people. So listening to other people, I think, is, is great. But sometimes, you know, we 
I know people too that that try to listen to too many people. So you you sometimes have to pick uh, if you're talking about coaches and other things of that nature. Uh, pick a direction. Pick a coach, uh, or pick several people that you believe in that that um, that you believe that they are actually there to help you sincerely and, and authentically and, and go with, with that as opposed well, exactly, to... Exactly, Crystal. Yeah. And, and I do a lot of consulting for people that want to start a nonprofit. They have a nonprofit, want to improve it. And I never tell them what to do. I always say, I'm going to make suggestions to you. And you sort through those suggestions and pick out what you feel may work. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just suggesting some of these things that might work for you. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so in the next segment, we will be taking calls. If you're interested in calling in to ask a question, feel free to call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, I want to get into uh, a few other questions uh, just relating to... Um, some of your some of your travels. Uh, where where is the place that you've gone to that that you would like to go back to over and over? Oh, uh, wow! Probably uh, Saipan in in the northern Mariana Islands, um, and it was a, a Make a Wish chapter was there that I was invited to go to Guam, Saipan, and Tinian. Uh, for people that remember World War II history, Tinian is where the Enola Gay took off on the mm-hmm. uh, bombing run over Japan. But uh, it was there meeting people, and it was for Make-A-Wish. And it's a very exhausting journey, 11 days, uh, TV interviews, uh, board meetings, etc. And they took me, they said, we're going to have a special day here for you, Frank. You're going to relax a little bit. And a Wish families picked me up, three or four moms, about five or six kids. It took me to this little private beach on Saipan. It was just beautiful, something out of a, a movie setting. Oh, wow. And they, they had a surprise luau for me. And the kids were, I was trying to get you know in line and that, and the kids said, no, you sit down here. And they were bringing me all the food, anything I wanted. And it dawned on me that these children who had life-threatening illness and had survived were now taking care of me instead of the other way around. And it was such a touchy moment, I actually had to get up. I'm not one that cries, but I got very <laughs> teary-eyed, and I just had to be alone for a minute. Mm-hmm. And, and the kids kind of left me. They sensed something, and then all of a sudden grabbed me and, and said, come on, let's go, let's play in the ocean and so on. Such a touchy moment, a beautiful setting. I'd love to go back there. It sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. And then what about... Um, People that even now that you uh, have have done so so much in the world, you, it's still where you you meet a lot of great people. Uh, who uh, I don't want to get you in trouble though, but <laughs> who's been who's been a person that's been uh, very transformational in your life? Well, again, I have to say Greg Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we met uh, what seven eight years ago and remain close friends, and just so many projects together, ideas together, um, starting a ripple effect, as we call it, with other foundations, and that uh, encourages me to not give up. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't ever give up. And I'm getting age. I'm in my senior years, and he says, so what? 
<laughs> keep on right. working. You can sit on the porch and read the paper and do nothing or keep on going, and it'll keep you young. So, yes, I have to say Greg Reed. Okay. And that's great because uh, sometimes we feel that as we get older, you know, our usefulness has, has left as well, and, and it hasn't. I mean, we still can can do a lot to transform in uh, people's lives and to pour into people uh, based on the wisdom of, of, of what we've learned. So uh, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so we've talked a little bit about the movie. We've talked a little bit about uh, your life. Um, what are some other things that you have going on uh, in, the, in the future? Well, one of the biggest things is um, with Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, I'm no longer associated with them, per se, because it's a conflict of interest where um, uh, I may make a few dollars off the name, so it's a conflict. And But it allows me now to serve on other boards uh, that I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one we're doing is uh, U.S. Vets, which is, has chapters all over the United States. It's not part of the Veterans Administration. But uh, the mission of U.S. Vets is to find the homeless veterans, uh, get them into uh, temporary housing, into counseling, job training, job placement, and permanent housing. And the local chapter up here in Prescott, Arizona, is so successful. They've got about a 70% rate of uh, bringing the homeless veterans in and having them stay in and getting them job placement and permanent housing. But also, 89 cents of every dollar uh, that is donated goes to the mission, which is almost unheard of in the nonprofit world. Uh, It also allows me, uh, one in um, Long Island, New York, Candles of Hope that we're developing, Mm -hmm. and we go into the uh, homeless shelters and find the children uh, whose birthday is coming up. And a lot of these shows have never had a birthday party, and we throw a great big scrapping a birthday party for them with all the age-appropriate gifts and also necessary gifts like the socks, underwear, shoes, etc. Right. And then the big one, we're just waiting for a 501c3. is called the Wounded Blue, uh, and that's based out of Las Vegas. It's going to be nationwide. And people think when a police officer gets injured in the line of duty, he's covered as far as uh, his salary, medical, everything else, and that's right. not true. Mm-hmm. He has to use his sick time, and then when that runs out, he has his vacation time, and when that runs out... He goes on workers' comp, which is one-third of his salary, plus his hospital bills are not covered. That's his own insurance, his own. So we're going to go in and take care of that officer uh, until he's able to go back to work. Wow, and that's called Wounded Blue? Wounded Blue, yes. We're, uh, we haven't launched yet. We're still awaiting our 501c3, but uh, we've got so much response on this from police organizations around the country. President Trump's police liaison is helping us out, getting identified with uh, donors, sponsors, mm-hmm. etc. And this is going to be this is going to be a great big one. It sounds like it. It sounds great, and I really appreciate what you mentioned about the birthday parties too for the children. Uh, we do a, a luncheon for the homeless uh, every first Saturday. And uh, just celebrating their birthdays, having them come up and sing to them and making a big deal out of out of their birthday, uh, dancing with them, giving them high fives, uh, you know, for the homeless. They they really, really appreciate that because a lot of people just sometimes treat them like they're not even real people. So um, really. uh, And and those and those memories sink in. Right. Majority of those kids are going to be someday say, "Wow, look at what they did for me," and they're going to give back. Right. 
Right. Well, thank you for that. It's now time for our next commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to get into our quick fire and a few other topics. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Tired of working for someone else? Think you have a great business idea? Then this is for you, entrepreneurs and inventors of all ages. Let's get that biz started at our Mastermind Mixer with Crystal on Saturday, October 27th, November 10th, and January 26th from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the Uplift Center in Mesa, Arizona. Regularly $120. Mention the radio show Soaring with Eagles and pay only $80. Can't make it? No sweat. Go to our site for information. Monetize your unique ideas now. Take the jump and soar. Visit buildthatbiz.com and register today. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners, in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are here with Frank Shankwitz. He is pivotal in um, a number of things, especially in relation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He has a a movie coming out, The Wish Man. And uh, I say pivotal in a number of things because he have has a number of initiatives that are coming out uh, with nonprofits and some other things. So we are looking forward to uh, continuing to stay connected uh, so that we can help in any way, shape, or form that we can. Uh, One thing I wanted to uh, open up with is a a quote that I wrote um, earlier this year that says, focus on your purpose. Focus on your purpose. Uh, And it says this, Most people let the sun set without focusing on actions that move them closer to their purpose. Was that you yesterday? Don't ever let that happen again. So when we speak of focusing on your purpose, Frank, um, 
what would be one word that you would say is your purpose? Uh, I mentioned before, give back. Well, I know that's two is words. that one word or two words? <laughs> <laughs> give back. Give back is, is your purpose. Yes. And so finding a number of ways, or do the ways find you or do you find them? Both. Yeah. Can you just go into that a little bit more about how how you are able to connect with people? And you mentioned you were on a number of boards as well as uh, some of these new initiatives. Are these your initiatives or things that you're collaborating with other people? Yeah, both. And, and, and one of the things um, in meeting people, I'll give you an example, is uh, I was with a producer of our movie. We're having a meeting over in the Newport Beach area uh, with some uh, movie executives. And it was a little early. It was a little chilly that morning, a little damp on the coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stopped at a, a bagel shop to have a bagel and some coffee. And as we started walking in, the gentleman I was with, there was a homeless lady outside. Um, the grocery cart, the full thing. And he just looked at her and said, hi. He said, listen, we're having breakfast. Would you like to join me? And she just kind of looked at him like nobody's ever asked me this before. Mm-hmm. And he said, please come in. Got her sat down, uh, asked, what do you want? She's just very, she said, no, no, let's get something really good for all of us. Got served her and then sat down and started talking to her and listening to her story, how all this came about. And, and to me, I was so impressed by that. And she, she looked at him and she's got tears in her eyes and she says, nobody's ever asked me this. And as wow. we left... As we left, he just said, listen, such a pleasure talking to you, and shook hands with her, and I saw that he had a $100 bill in his hand that he was able to give to her. And to me, that touched me that uh, that's going to be my goal, and I'll be able to do something like that with so many people once, once my cup fills and starts <laughs> overflowing. Right, but, right. But just, just such an example, and the biggest thing was nobody ever asked her. Nobody sat down and talked to her. They just shunned her. Right. And she, you could just see she was puffing up with a little bit of pride that day. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And yeah, that's, I think that's one of the examples of what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that uh, going back to just people that are in need and, and the homeless, uh, as I mentioned, we do a lot, um, not just the, the homeless luncheon that we do, but um, a number of initiatives related to education uh, and um clothing, um, a number of things that we do. And I think that just in all of that, aside from the things that I'm talking about, is just having time just to talk to talk to a person and, and uh, just sitting down and, and sharing with them. And uh, sometimes when we go out to the parks, uh, if we're just handing out water or if we're on the streets handing out food or whatever it is that we're doing, um, some of the people just want to have a conversation and uh, a handshake or a hug. And so I think that's very, very important uh, that we, we all just try to do our best to, to treat one another uh, as, as real people, no matter what our income status may be. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. And, and it, make, it makes not only you feel good, I, I believe, but also that person. Just, hey, somebody cares. Right. And um, 
I just think back, I don't know if it was a movie um, or it's just a thought that I had that uh, you just treat everyone with kindness because you never know what predicament you may be in. For instance, you always try to speak and always try to be kind. And then one day you're driving past that same area and have a flat tire and um then maybe that person might be the person that's always on the street asking for a handout, might be the same person that could help you with that flat tire. So, And, and, and I'm at the age where um, I go in a grocery store, a quick mark, whatever it might be, and somebody holds the door open for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always obviously say thank you, but when it's a young person, and especially whether with a parent, mom, dad, or both, and they do that for me, I stop and I say, what's your name? Oh, well, John, why? I say, John, thank you. That was very courteous. Right. Now, right. that makes him feel good, but it also makes the parents feel good that they're mm-hmm. raising that child to be, uh, help other people. Right, right. Well, that's great. Uh, so I just really, really uh, could talk to you probably all day and, and ask you a bunch of questions that I, I still have on my mind, you know, related to things. But I really... Uh, uh, appreciate this time and right now what I want to do is go into the quick fire and we will uh, say one word and then you'll give a a one word response and then we'll talk about some of your responses. Are you ready? Well, we'll try it. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. The first word is listen. Pay attention. Goals. Achieve them. Hope. Never give up. Country. Honor. School. Achieve. Tent. Achieve. Retire. Never. (laughs) Food. Enjoy. Movie. Wishman. Eagles. Soar. Time. Precious. Route 66. Seligman. Speak. Your heart. Wish. Man. Travel. Enjoy. Give. Back. Humor. Laugh. Story. Wish man. (laughs) (laughs) Money. Earn. Homeless. Help. God. Praise. Change. Things. Impact. Make. Develop. Achieve. Mentor. Learn. Lift. Up. Character. Develop. Cup. Fill. Tears. Joy. And door. Achieve. Okay. All right. So you have a lot of achieving going on, and uh, wish man. Um, a number a of times. Promotion going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything makes you think of the Wish Man. Um, so. And the reason that was a five-year journey. I mean, that mm-hmm. was five years of hard work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hopefully, it pays off. 
I, I really do believe that it will. Mm-hmm. I do believe that it will. So for listen, you said pay attention. Um, and uh, what are what are some things that that you feel that um, people need to pay attention to more? Well, I, I learned, especially in police work, that uh, uh, people hear, but they don't listen. Right. And and I, I just found that, especially in interviews, and that they just don't listen to what you're asking. So, and and I've tried to make that a point to listen. Uh, first, my wife points that out. <laughs> <laughs> we do <laughs> that, right? To me instead of hearing me, yeah. mm-hmm. but but you learn so much by listening. Right. Well, I really am interested, like I said, in seeing that full, the full movie. And uh, I'm looking at your answers here, and it really speaks to who you are as far as praise for for God and filling of your cup and joy. And um, time is precious. And some of the other things that you mentioned um, just really still speak to to your heart. So I appreciate that. and uh, do you have any, any closing comments for us? Uh, just uh, as I said at the beginning, everyone's going to be a hero. Uh, if you can, please help out. Give back in some way to your community. It doesn't have to be money. It can be your time, your effort, in-kind donations to a nonprofit. Uh, just help someone out. Well, thank you. And, and we're looking forward to um, seeing some of your initi- initiatives come through and to see what we can do to help you out as well. Um, I just like to also just thank my husband of 28 years, Mr. Ben, and my two adult uh, children, Kelsey and Kayla. And um, we look forward to next week's uh, speaker is Ryan Geary, who is going to come and share with us as well. And uh, one closing quote I have, it says, uh, we met for a reason. Either you're a blessing or a lesson. And I really appreciate you, Frank, being uh, a blessing to me and um, that I've learned life lessons from you. But it's truly uh, been a blessing uh, being um, uh, being able to meet you and have you on the show. And I look forward to uh, continued uh, relationship uh, with you. Well, thank you. And it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you. So here on Soaring with Eagles, uh, remember to be controversial, transformational, and be the answer to someone else's problem. We all have uniqueness, and some of that uniqueness we might even be able to monetize. So we thank you, and we look forward to spending more time with you, Eagle style. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.